Ahoy, super listeners. It is I, Sean DeWire, the host of the Super Friends Super Show, and I wanted to break in at the beginning of this program, issue 184 of the Super Friends Super Show, to talk to you really quick about the news that has been breaking over the last few days about Spider-Man, as you know him, returning to the MCU from Sony. They managed to get back to the negotiating table, which is fantastic somehow. It seems like they've been doing a lot of negotiating in the public, which is a negotiating tactic, I guess, that big companies are allowed to do, where they pit us, the audience, against each other until we finally choose a winner, I guess. And in this case, I suppose we chose Sony to an extent because what Disney wanted, they came at Sony and they were like, yeah, hey, we want half of all the proceeds from the Spider-Man solo films. And of course, Sony's like, no, we're not jumping from a 10% cut of the Spider-Man solo films up to half. So they eventually landed on something in the 25% range, which I I guess that's a win for Disney. If you're looking, I mean, the fact that they're able to use Spider-Man the MCU is really the point of this, this relationship between Disney and Sony. So the fact that they get more of a cut from the Spider-Man films at all, which I think is, is a win for them. Granted, they have to do a lot of work. Um, I think that was part of the reason of going and trying to get a larger cut of the Spider-Man solo films because Kevin Feig, who is the person who oversees everything over the MCU for the most part, has a lot on his plate now, additionally so because now you have the X-Men, you have the Fantastic Four, and the idea that he has to put as much time as he's put into the the last couple of Spider-Man films, the solo outings, as he's put in the past and have them be of the same quality, you're going to want, I guess, a larger cut of those solo films to make it worth your while. Because if you're, you're not going to spend so much time, you're getting such a small cut for the hope that, you know, you're going to boost, I guess, your box office gross uh, because you have Spider-Man in, in a future Avengers outing. So I, I guess I can see that from from Marvel's standpoint, from Disney's standpoint, that, hey, listen, we have so much on our plate right now. We're spreading this guy so thin. We need to make this more worth our while. So they have, of course, now uh, agreed that they're going to be extending this deal by one film, uh, the current extension involves one Spider-Man solo film where the MCU is involved and one MCU solo film and of course that was not named um, as far as what that solo film is going to be and there have been rumors of course that Kevin Feig and Marvel and the MCU is going to be using this as a way to essentially write Spider-Man out of the MCU uh, have him give him a nice bookend as opposed to just the cliffhanger that things would have been left on had this not been resolved in the way it has been now in bringing Spider-Man back to the MCU and at least extending this deal. So this doesn't mean that you're just going to get this Spider-Man, this single outing with everyone. It sounds like the directors are going to be coming back on and of course the original cast. You, This could just be a, a bridge gap towards a longer extension as far as having Spider-Man uh, continuing to be in the MCU for the future. Maybe they're going to come to a more formal, solid arrangement, more concrete arrangement between uh, between the two studios going forward. But it, a lot of uh, interesting developments, you know, obviously now this is something where you felt there were statements coming out from Sony uh, saying that, you know, we are walking away from the negotiating table. We are kind of uh, brushing our hands of this for now, and it sounds like we're, well, you know, we're we're tabling this for the time being. So it sounded that that, that was going to be essentially the arrangement from that point forward that Sony was walking away, Disney was no longer the MCU and Disney was no longer going to have any type of stake and uh, ability to have Spider-Man in their films any any longer in their uh, their shared universe. So it's uh, certainly a an unexpected development and one that I think is mutually beneficial to both sides. 
Uh, now you have the MCU and Disney getting a, um, a larger cut of already the smaller cut that they are to get for these films because Sony, of course, owns those properties. They are producing these films on paper. Um, so that helps them going forward. So maybe they will get that 50-50 split if they do end up extending this deal by one step in a few years. So as it stands right now, they have announced that July 2021 is when the next Spider-Man MCU film is going to be uh, coming out. So what happens after that, I guess, is anyone's guess. You know, you have the one additional MCU film that Spider-Man is going to be involved in, which one that's going to be, and if that really is his last outing. So something, obviously, to keep an eye on going forward here. I certainly wanted to talk about it before we really broke in to the heart of the matter, to the regular show, and because obviously this is something that's on everyone's mind, so I wanted to address that before we we broke into the regular show, Super Friends Super Show 184. Yeah, this sort of spares us, you know, the idea of maybe doing one more film with Tom Holland and then Sony having to recast and trying to incorporate Spider-Man back into their weird shared universe that they've tried and they're trying to do again with Venom and the Sinister Six and trying to essentially subject the public to that. So it sounds like that is not going to be the case, at least for the for the time being. He's going to be part of the MCU, and hopefully this, again, is a bridge to a longer arrangement going forward. We'll see. And so I guess we'll leave it at that for now, and we'll get you to the regular show, and uh, enjoy. Hello, this is Super Friends Super Show issue 184. I'm Sean Dwyer, joined once again by my super friend, Sean Brennan, to talk to you about superhero movie news, comics, things relating to those two. Sean Brennan, how are you? I'm... I'm okay. How yeah. are you? How are you? How have like you been? I you were trying to, to match my pitch. Then you came back to like, oh, that's not, that's not my, yeah, my, yeah. my relative uh, register that I talk in. Uh, you are a man who is just... You're in a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just... Look, you're just... I like to blend in with You're a crowd. Right I know in, everyone right, yeah. wants to stand out with like a haircut or their right. fashion sense. I want to blend in. That's right. That's my point. That's right. And you are blended in well here on a, a Super Friends Super Show where you are an expert in superheroes and friendship. And so you you found good company and a good topic to immerse yourself in over the course of the next hour. Uh, you said you had a surprise. Before we get into what yeah. topics we're going to... Well, first, uh, let me just preview the, the topics that we're going to explore today on this issue of the Super Friends Super Show, the agenda. We're getting really excited about the Joker film coming up next month. And there are some more Warnings and I guess some some red flags that are coming out as a result of the Scorsese backed produced film. Yeah. Todd Phillips is the director. He's come out and said some things. People have come out and said some things. So we're going to get into that, of course. And Batman just celebrated his 80th anniversary on Earth as a fictional character, and he means a lot to people. So we'll discuss about uh, maybe what was done for his big anniversary and what is uh, in store for him in the comics. His version, as he exists, where he started, where he still, uh, believe it or not, still exists. Uh, He is not just Robert Pattinson. Patterson? Patterson? Patterson. I can never say his name. He is not just Robert Pattinson just running around signing autographs and fluffing his hair. He exists in the comics and we're going to be talking about what is in store for him in 2020. There's some a big change in store for Batman as the character is going to be living his life in in the in that certain medium and we're going to discuss uh, what form that's going to take. Also, still kind of staying in that Batman realm. You know, uh, there is a maybe a top 
A-list celebrity, maybe a A-minus celebrity who was in talks, rumored. How dare you? Who was going to be in the upcoming Batman film? How dare you grade people? So we'll talk about what he, what, uh, what, what actor, what celebrity this is, and who he might or she. We don't wow, want to tease anything. You're, you're, you're really <laughs> stretching that. A lot of tease. Uh, who they might play in this there upcoming you. Batman film? There you go. That's the way to be believed. And Hulu. Apparently, they're excited about a certain series they're going to be getting on their network and from from Marvel. And now it sounds like they're passing a hard pass. We'll tell you about that. And Sony for the Spider-Man Far From Home, all these DVD extras, Blu-ray extras, a number of them have hit the Internet and people are kind of like, hey, that's cool like to see a little bit more of that or that's just enough we'll talk about those and the crisis on infinite earths events over on the the big three night four night five nights keep keep counting infinite night infinite night event that the cw will be putting on this fall i had just signed another big star from the past to join the ranks of this big collection this big ensemble that will be exploring the infinite earths of the crisis uh so we'll talk about that and who that is and what that means but sean brennan before we dive right into that deep pool uh, filled with the superhero comic books that we discussed you have a big surprise you said a big story big surprise does it involve this t-shirt no, not at all. Nothing. Not at all. Okay. So I went to a comedy show over this weekend, and guess who I happened to run into? Who did you run into? Just just one guess. Take one quick guess. Was it, uh, is it a former super friend or a current It is. It Once is. you were a super friend, you were a super friend for life, forever. I mean, it, yeah, you could say that. You don't visit as much, but that doesn't mean <laughs> You still you have are, a key. You still have a key to the Hall of Justice. Like, Eric Lingenfelter. It was. It was, was Eric Lingenfelter. Was it just a complete lark by surprise? Yeah. Eric yeah. The, funny th- the funniest thing is, so it was at a local DIY mm-hmm. show event. Do it yourself. That's right. And uh, Sarah, my wife, and I were looking for places to sit. Yeah. So there was a pregnant woman grabbing some chairs. Yeah. And Sarah happened to grab some other chairs and... You know, it was closer towards the stage, but... Did the, the pregnancy play any role in, in her ability to carry the chairs? Did anyone try to help her? No, no, no. No one tried to help her. It was just uh, an interesting little detail you well, wanted she, to she, garnish she the story tough. with. She looks okay, tough. All right, all right, she looks right, tough. All right, very good. Um, so what was interesting is she sits down, the pregnant woman, and mm-hmm. uh, my wife mm-hmm. and I sit down as well. And then my wife goes to the pregnant woman and be like, oh, um, is, is, is this seat taken? Um, can I, can we scooch in? She's like, no, 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 it's for my husband. He's a bigger guy. And then yeah. out, out of the dust, <laughs> out of the smoke came Eric Lingenfelter. There he was. And it was just like, oh my, this is interesting. Stand back, everyone. It, w- it was honestly the funniest thing because There's I had no clue through. what his wife looked like. Sure. Uh, no clue about anything out of his life except his face and his laugh. Yes. And out of nowhere, he there just was, he was sat down next to us. And what did he, did he say anything or did he pretend not to know? Oh, no, we, we had a few conversations, a few, com- you took breaks, came back. Yeah. Yeah. And much like this show. We, you had an agenda, you took a little breaks, took a little water break, came back and yeah, discussed the next topic. Works. Uh, how is he doing? He, he is uh, He's having another baby, another baby, another babe. Very nice. Uh, very they nice. have one in one and they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. Yes. Um, because his wife is very petite. Yeah. She I've is, seen pictures of her on social media. She is quite short. Right. And he is a very large. He is a very individual. tall man. Yes. He is like, Same what, thing. like six, three. I would say that's clear. I would yeah. Say that's yeah. Fair. He's like six, three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just thought it was funny how that happened to work out. 
did you, did he actually get up and do any stand up or did he no, just No, no, we were both there to enjoy the show. Yeah, okay. we both enjoyed the who show. Who was it? Who uh who was the stand up comedian? I can't tell you. All right, that's because right. I don't give forgot. Him a, don't go no, give I just, him a free plug. I just I just forgot. Don't want to give that jerk a free plug. That's that's fair. That's how you do business. A small business and for small minds. That's right. So uh what? did he have, did he have any uh did he have any message for the show? Uh no. Any messages to pass lines? No, not the show? not at all. No, any not comments? Um, no. Anything notable from what he was he said at all? No. All right, great. Well, best of luck to him if he's out there in listening land. Uh, that's great. That is a nice surprise. Yeah, to, I thought it was, I thought it was to bless neat. us with here on this show. I so the Super Friends Super Show. This is the one hundred and eighty fourth edition of this oh, show that we are doing now. I believe my math is right. It could be one eighty five. Easily one eighty five. We've 185. definitely seen some stuff within yeah. one hundred eighty four episodes. Oh boy. Like that's 180 hours, it's 84 been, hours, give or take one or two. Yeah. And a lot of it has been filled with Eric Lingenfelter. You've seen, you've seen him, uh, both in a podcasting environment and a, in a real life comedy environment. It's true. Uh, you guys have, have much like Batman Inc. You have done your business, your fighting, your job internationally. You've gone to Canada with him. You have been out and about. You've explored the corners of of this great North America. And yeah, that one time. That one time. That one time. First of many, I'm sure. You know, the door is always open to all super friends. That's why we never take away their jetpacks, and we always keep a window open. Or we all. Or sometimes it's a little joke. We we just like clean Windex it really clean, so they fly into it, thinking yeah. that it's open. Yeah. The the Jokes cosmic the cosmic crows just always fly into the window. We're right. up, we laugh, but they're they're very hurt. They're, they're very, very hurt. hurt. That's right. And so uh, on the show, as we previewed a number of things, of course, still happening in the world of superhero movie news and comics, and of course, Batman is one of the the founding fathers of the modern superhero. Uh, you could argue that Superman is the the most founding of the fathers. He founded this great land of superhero and modern comics, and Batman was far behind they i think they debuted within like a like five-year period of each other i think so yeah superman was stopping cars bashing cars batman was swinging in with a gangster under his arm and a right the the batman who shot people yeah that's right that's right he's uh he's gone through a lot of changes in 80 years and some of them good some of them bad some of them uh he's he's of course He's trifled with the comic book code. I think that was his greatest foe for a while until DC decided to, I guess, kind of cool. Like, hey, we can start like sort of doing what we want now, right? The time has passed, but for about 30 years, Batman, every single issue involved either someone trying to find out Batman's identity or he goes to an alien planet. Yeah. Or he, they could not do much with the comic book code. No, no. Prevented them from having interesting or compelling villain villains 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 or evil ever winning or any type of uh, mature content no and it was also very funny because my favorite my favorite ever batman story is where he dresses up in like seven different batman outfits throughout the it's it's like one day a week he gets blowing robin's mind well the funny thing is he's like i did it so you know some criminals wouldn't notice that dick grayson was robin because of the cast on his arm so i had a i had to throw off the (laughs) scent i had to distract them with my brand new zebra and my brand new pink costume you didn't have a 24-hour news cycle back then so you can only cover so much so if batman is out like gallivanting in these crazy outfits yeah yeah you would notice that the boy wonder has i guess he's wearing a long sleeve on one arm yeah, to cover yeah, up a cast it, it was the weirdest thing i honestly think it was just like hey 
guess how many Batman suits I can put on Batman in like one issue. And everyone's like, how many, Frank? <laughs> it's like, I bet you $20. This is like pre-1950s $20 too. So that's big bucks that I can put him in over five. And they're like, what? No. And they did it. That is a book I will, uh, I think that's on my my bucket list of comics that- <laughs> It's not very good. I've it, never read, but like I've always meant to because it exists and I know it exists and it's all, it's been staring it, at me from across the room. It's one of those weird sort of like comic cold golden age stories mm-hmm. where it's like story, it's a story of the week thing. It's like yeah. Superman can shoot little Superman out of his hand. Sure. And then he gets jealous of them and then he murders them all. That was a to. story. That right. was a power given to Superman and then they he he was turned into a monster, murdered mm-hmm. a bunch of t- many 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 of himself, right? Uh, because he didn't want them to be around in the lowest lane. You know, Batman, Superman, they have evolved over the years, and super, and, and they they've come a long way, of course. And of course, now you you entering into the seventies, the 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 stories that involved Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul, of course. The I forget the the name of that particular arc where he's battling. Ra's al Ghul in the desert, shirtless, still of keeps the, the cowl. Yeah, son of the demon. Yeah, there you go. And they they're in the desert and the battlings. That was like the 1970s and the 80s, of course, with with the Millers and the Moors. With your Millers and Moors, they they uh, they of course brought the character in, into a more gritty, grounded, uh, more familiar version of the character that we know and love today. Except for the fact that they literally, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that. Frank Miller just drew a box right. and then was like, no, rectangle. Right. And it was like, just added Batman like a head. And he's like, that, that's going to be how it's going to be. That's going to be the Batman I'm going to be known for from here until the end of time. And it happened. And he, it was groundbreaking at the time because Batman, because of the comic code, <clears throat> because of the popularity of the Batman 66 Adam West series, yeah. people... In the, the 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 public zeitgeist, the the overall collection of, of culturally of what people thought Batman was was this silly little character who ran around and talked like Adam West and was just foiling villains of the week. Yeah. So this gritty, down to earth type of character who's out for you know busting gangsters' heads together and saying, "Oh, you've eaten well, but tonight you're gonna eat my fist." And like you know, he's you're gonna eat my fist. <laughs> He's ah! this uh, this gritty character who's like just like a guy who's just punching people and there's no one trying to figure out his identity because they don't have time to because they're getting punched in the, in the face. That was a very a real change, a 90 degree change for the character in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Yeah, it, it was it was really interesting to see because Batman is a character who exists within a world of mm-hmm. characters who have magical powers right. with other universes. And at the end of the day, he's still just a really rich guy who learned karate, essentially, and like became a detective. And it was pretty much the story that Miller both did, the story that defined his very early beginnings right. and then defined his comeback later on. And it's mm-hmm. it's those two bookends that made him You're you're referring to year one and the Dark Knight There you go. Books. So yes. the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Yeah, it, w- it was something that wasn't going on. It was a departure from 
Batman previously. Like he he had started to come back more into mm-hmm. his you know darker roles. You had other artists on there like O'Neill, uh, not O'Neill, uh, Neil Adams, Neil Adams right. and then you even had Todd McFarlane start mm-hmm. to do a little bit more, but. It was really Frank Miller who came off. I believe he came off. Was it off of Daredevil? He was doing Daredevil. That then sounds Batman? right. That sounds right. With there the, we with go. With the black suit with Daredevil. I think he drew the, drew we're just the black like, suit for five minutes. We're like just like minutes. this current, you know, cabinet. We don't, you don't do any real fact checking. Well, mostly it was just Batman. At the, and prior to the more modern age of comics was just this. He was, was he, he was, was a hokey, hokey character. He was on a, a lunchbox. He was Batman 66. It was amazing. I remember in the early 90s or late 80s, whenever that was, I was a child. And what? I saw you, my father. You're eternally youthful, though. Reading a, a Batman book. And the Batman, of course, I knew at this time. And I think I wasn't alone. I hope I wasn't alone. I'm still not alone in a lot no, of ways. No, no. Was this book where I, I assume it was this more Batman as we know him now, where he is training in ninja in the ninjutsu martial arts. One of and, my, and my, I asked my dad, I'm like, what's he doing in the book? Is he just whomping people walking across the face and just rap, whap? And like, he's just, you never really thought too hard about Batman's fighting style when you're that age in Batman. You're just like, existed. he can punch and kick he his way out of everything. And he kicks and that's it. There's no yeah, rhyme or reason stuff. That's how he gets out of stuff. Yeah. But he, my father was like, yeah, he is learning how to be a, he, with ninjas, ninjutsu. I'm like, whoa, that, that blew my mind that there was something more to the character than just this wacky guy in, in a costume who beat up the Joker or Riddler Inter- interchangeably and sometimes had a little thing with uh, the Catwoman. Yeah. Um, but mostly it was just like a guy who was at home and would slide down um, a pole with his best buddy and they would have a hot cocoa and go to bed at a reasonable hour. That <laughs> at a, at a reasonable I, hour. <laughs> that's what I knew of him and I didn't think much deeper so I think the modern age of Batman I think really changed a lot. Changed a lot of men. A lot of Bat boys to Batman I think. I think in the comics, it definitely was the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And throughout the 90s, it was the Batman animated series. Right. And then the early 2000s were just kind of like weirdish. Yeah, it, it was kind of a, a dark night for the Batman. Yeah. Right? Because I think right, the Batman animated series, I think, did a lot for younger audience members who got to see this Batman in a more mature light than they had in the past. Yeah. Because even though these weren't, you know, grim you know, Alan Moore book style stories they were telling in the Batman, the animated series, they were still very much, you had darker hues. They took it, they took it much more seriously yeah. than it had been done previously on, on TV. Right. Your, your only TV experiences again, before Batman, the animated series were just like him and the super friends, him and him and the super the friends. 60s yeah, with yeah. Adam West and such. With, with, with Scooby-Doo too. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Scooby-Doo met him So up. the nineties, I think really kind of, allowed people to dip into the 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 kiddie pool of of what batman is now yeah uh, so 80 years worth of batman and across this great country the people towns wasted taxpayer dollars erecting these these big bat symbol lights yeah. these big spotlights and flash them on the tallest building they have they have constructed and and there it was just a bat signal and people just looked at it and right. go all right that's uh <laughs> see in 20 years when we do this for the, the Batman hundred, I guess. That's uh that's our that's our taxpayers' money. That's, uh, they that's even did great. it at the White House, which is funny because you could say, not to get political, not do it. that the greatest villains are right there 
under his nose. Ah, ah, see what you did there. So I, I liked it. A little, a little bit of irony. So a hundred years uh, going to be in twenty years. Some were interested in that. I think, think Batman eighty is a, is a lame is a lame one lame anniversary. What's that gold? What do you get? Silver or diamonds? Yeah. for Eightieth anniversary. What kind of garbage is that? What did they do for seventy five? That was just I five no years clue. ago. Were we doing the show yet? Batman seventy. I think we just started doing the Super Friends Super Show at Batman seventy five probably got to go back through the archives and we invite you listener to go back through the archives as well if you wish to enjoy what we were doing what they were doing in batman uh the 75th anniversary but 20 years and you're never gonna see him in the public domain even though he was intended at this point to now be this is actually a stark reminder that he should be in the public domain oh by golly now. yeah uh, i mean all those fairy t- i mean basically how alan moore made money Mm-hmm. and makes money now with his league of gentlemen i believe it is right. whatever it is i mean they're all just knockoffs yeah yeah of, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all public right. they're all public, all public domain, domain characters, characters that and he then, was able to use yeah and then he's like how dare people use my watchman characters without right. my approval i don't care for that it's like well alan moore let's be honest here you you've made a good chunk of your money using other characters previously used by people so. and that was the plan he, they he was going to the watchman of course were just knockoffs of comic book characters that already existed yeah you had of course blue beetle was uh night owl uh you had uh the atom which was uh mr uh, mr dr manhattan so and and so on where basically you just copied a bunch of characters that existed from was yeah, it yeah, fawcett yeah. comic comics that they had were the dc had inherited they were eventually so. going to use those characters but al moore's like well, i'll just do my own rip yeah, of these characters. I, I think that's what that was but it's like all these golden age characters right. and he could have done any golden age character. Then mm-hmm. someone would have been like, that's just the flash or right. that's just fill in. Like, uh, what was it? Who? Um, I'm trying to remember his name. The mm-hmm. guy with the, the, the laughing man. I forget what his name is. Sure. Sure. No, no. The, the one with the mustache and the cigar, the, the comedian, the comedian, the comedian is basically just what, uh, Catman or whoever from so, yeah I, who, I read an article once yeah where he, every single he, he just he, ripped he's off. just like an old brawler mixed with the Punisher mm-hmm. and that I mean he essentially is the Punisher just like with a mustache but thanks to Mickey Mouse we'll never see characters like Batman enter the public domain where that's we right can, we can't make our own and profit from our own Batman story here on the Super Friends Super Show it's gonna have to be super underground if we ever do and we're gonna have to basically just rent a boat and get into some some international waters and do like a pirate broadcast if you ever gonna gonna hear our, our audio play our Batman audio play that we're gonna produce that we've been planning to produce we're waiting for it to see how things kind of work out with this public domain stuff as Batman I, I maybe we're will still, he won't he we'll still wait we're we're still waiting for the final approval for all loans for the boat. That's right. So uh, that is. obviously now you have uh, Batman who is turning 80 years old, uh, has been rebooted back. Still looks back. great. Still looks apparently. great. Penis looks fantastic. As we've learned, as we've learned this year, he has been rebooted back to the age of 25 to 30 several times I, now I at this point. I don't think he's ever gone. Older in, than 40. Yeah, older than 40 in the mainline Prior series. to the new 52, I think one time I actually sat down and I worked out how old he is based on my own understanding of the continuity prior to the new. What'd you get? Do you remember what I you think got? he was close, close to close 50 to? years old? And also like you can like, well, he's got a son. This happened. This event happened here. He was, yeah. a, he was, this is for all intents and purposes. This is earth one Batman at this point. Yeah. You have to figure out which earth and which dimension you're on. Right. Earth two Batman, as I understand in the, in the original crisis and infinite earths, he died. And that's why he wasn't in the original 
uh, Crisis and Infinite Earths event. So this Batman is this same Batman as we've known since like uh, 70s, 60s when they officially switched over to the Silver Age of comics. Yeah. Was Earth 2 the one where he had Huntress? Yes. Okay. That's right. Which is also right. a weird character where it's just like, she does, does she not know? Like, how do you fold in like characters with memories? From, it's a weird thing. Crisis. It's a weird thing. I do love the fact that the only reason why Grant Morrison was like his explanation for how he wrote the Batman character for mm-hmm. uh, Batman mm-hmm. R.I.P. and that entire run was basically all of that existed in a timeline. Like Batman stayed pretty much the same age every decade was just like a few years in his life like right. the 70s it was all drugs he got really into drugs sure, got really sure. experimental and like the 80s he got serious and grant morrison explains it all and this really brilliant yet weird way to look at a character in their history and try to encompass it all into a sort of grandiose story where you're like no bat might exists that's a thing i want to let people know a wacky character from the silver age of comics who existed because they needed a basically a story to tell that week because they were bound by the comic code and couldn't do anything interesting so they just took uh what was the name of the 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 character mix of picks or something the character they they based him off of essentially around that same time in the Flintstones. Oh yeah, the oh. green guy, the green guy. I figured his name. They, every show had, had like had some element of that weird character. Dum dum dum. Yeah, whatever it is. That was a great character. Yeah. So uh, they they had that, of course. So Batman uh, has been through a lot, and right. um, a lot of things more to come in, the, in 2020. As Tom King, who has been on Batman, the comic book, the ongoing comic book for like about a while, three years now, going yeah. on two or three years, and he's had a a well received run but it's getting a little kind of in the tooth people people it's funny because it was very interesting when it started out and then people just kind of like this is slow and pace and just like the pacing is terrible well the climax of course of his run was supposed to be and people were still on board i think primarily for his batman cat catwoman wedding that he was building up at around i think batman 50 yeah i think yeah it was batman 50 there was all those variants yeah all these batman 50 they were gonna do the big wedding of batman and catwoman and he said oh you know this is like i i have like a hundred issue run yeah. planned out yeah it, apparently he's only going to get to like issue 76 or well, he, something so and they're then, cutting it early a little bit well so that i think what the story is that mm-hmm. the mainline story he's doing in batman is going to be cut at 76 but he's going to be given a right. batman Catwoman right. series on the side where he's going to finish it out or flesh it out but then it's like is that is that the mainline continuity because yeah. it's also very interesting because you have Tom King's Batman going forward and mm-hmm. you still have Scott Snyder who did year one and is doing right. all these other things with year death in the zero. family yeah. who's continuing his version of Batman at the same exact time with his same exact yeah, like this, creations. It, it's, it's very interesting. I smell a crisis coming on. Oh God, like I, how hope to get Batman all I hope not. I hope not. Because, right, you're exactly right. So, of course, you have Tom King who's written the prior to. So with the if you just go back to just make it simple for yourself to the new 52 <laughs> Uh, reboot that they did uh, back in like 2012 or so you had Scott Snyder who, remember remember when that happened we're all sure bright do. eyed and we're like oh it's oh. gonna be cool it's gonna be great oh right nothing t- like yeah they're gonna make some cool changes refresh the continuity it's gonna make sense they're gonna answer a lot of questions things are gonna make a lot more sense now no they just decided to change little tiny things and give everyone like a costume upgrade 
Kind of, yeah. And that was kind of a, at the end, they kind of dangled this carrot out in front of comic book readers. Oh, no, we're going to answer that question. You know, uh, don't worry about it. We fixed this thing. And they fixed like nothing. They just no, they, took they, out they a couple it. things that weren't working for the continuity and for them. And they left everything else in. Oh, and they didn't really so address bad. a lot of things. And so they've, they've acknowledged that more recently that mistakes were made and they are going to have um, a better um attention to to a timeline going possibly forward. who the hell knows sure so you have you know uh you have uh what was i talking about so if you go back to scott snyder yeah he was the first writer on batman out of the new 52 yeah yeah uh, reboot and he did a great job he was on the book for about two years and he was still allowed to do spinoffs of he did a bunch of spinoffs of kind of like continue his run and kind of did these these uh little uh mini series yeah and now he's doing his last mini series for his batman run which Who is knows? the last night on earth but that might not even be the last one he's also writing justice league which uses batman a lot yeah so he still has his version of batman well which he is also different. had uh metal the the, the, well, the spinoff right. of metal right. with the joker who laughs too drawn by jock so like yeah, it's it's such a it's such a. So you thing. have Scott. So really, you have like as much as they're getting ready, and I forget about this book. Jeff Johns is planning on writing this book coming forward. This Batman, he has his own the, Batman the story. Three Jokers, the Three Jokers, three Jokers that happened like two years ago, probably. Like they announced with the button with the beginning of the button because right. of the the chair mm-hmm. when Batman was like, he said I asked the, the chair, chair, yeah, I right. asked the chair one question. How many jo- what was it? Something about who the Joker. Joker. Who yeah, is Joker? Yeah, who is Joker? He's and the chair like, is like, which one? And it was like, <laughs> right? It's just like, oh, that's that's cool, I guess. And it that again, that there are three Jokers yeah. living right now, right? Well, it's supposed to explain like why is it that there are three different Jokers through the timeline when I don't think anyone ever gave a shit. Right. You can make the same case for Batman. Right now there are three Batman running around because you have three main three or four like big comic book writers who are writing three very distinct Batman right now. You have Tom King, of course. Yeah. You have Scott Snyder still running it. Jeff Johns is, he still is planning a, a Batman book down the line. Yeah. Also, Bendis is writing Batman Universe on okay. the side too. Sure. So you have four, possibly, there's probably like another one sure, doing it too. Who the hell knows what's going on in those like, other Batman right. like well, Detective someone's Comics still or whatever Detective yeah, yeah. Comics and I and I don't even know if it's James Trian Trian the fourth who has been on Batman and working with Scott Snyder for a while so Tom King took over Scott Snyder uh, for Scott Snyder a couple of years ago and he's as we mentioned he did a nice slow burn he had he did a number of good arcs in a row and that was supposed to culminate somewhat in this event this Batman this Batman Catwoman wedding um, wedding event and that really disappointed people yeah, yeah it really it, it was the classic like fake out which yeah. was interesting right. because at the same time marvel was doing the thing marrying mm-hmm. his, his his longtime girlfriend and that actually right. happened and that changes nothing in the story except that they have to draw the thing with the wedding ring on and that's pretty much it that's about it but that's about people it. were disappointed and i think lost a lot of gusto and, and steam and vigor for this run and i don't know how much of the decision to kind of cut this run short had was a result of that happening. The people, I, I don't know how much I believe sales, I, I can only imagine were uh, affected as a result of the fake out. People don't yeah. like being faked out like that. Well, it, you have to think about, about this big event. Well, you have to think about it. It's probably like two years prior to that. Mm-hmm. 
that he was writing lists and he had an artist drawing the stories that they're like, okay, we've had, we're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Let's uh, keep up with the fan reactions. So he probably already has this story plotted out. Sure. And they're just like, what well, you made Batman pretty good again. You, you sold a bunch of issues because right. of all the variants and all the hoopla. But people are getting tired with it a little bit. Right. So we're just going to give you your own book. You can do what you want there. Continue Finish your, your story. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman and Batman can do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. So they're bringing on in 2020, James Tyrinian. Is that, is that Ty- what you Tiny on? Oh boy. <laughs> I've never heard it said out loud. It is spelled T-Y-N-I-O-N. Did, did you fourth. put it into Google Voice to just see what comes up? Tiny on. Uh, tiny on. Let me see. Uh, tiny on. Tiny. Is it Nordic? On. How do you say uh, Google Voice. How do you say it? Google. Oh, this is gold right here voice gonna have to cut all of this out google vo- oh misspelled voice google voice oh this isn't what i think it's gonna be this is I, they, this wants me to make a phone call and i <laughs> and i refuse <laughs> it's another service that has a similar name so this is so good it's this fine is so good so james tinian james t that's probably what it is tinian tinian you want to go with that i, mean, I think t- james tinian the fourth uh, he is taking over the book and t- if that name sounds familiar to you it's because he has been very much involved with batman for with basically the bat five family years. for yeah for a long time right. on different books on mm-hmm. him and tony danielle those two or daniel however right. you want to say it, i don't really care um those two have been in that circle of bat family mm-hmm. pretty much since scott snyder took over right like right they may not have always been on the same exact like mainstream ones, but they've been working on a whole bunch of other things. And James T is right now with Scott Snyder working on Justice League. Right. So at this point, you have uh, Tinian prepared to take over the Batman book at Batman 86, January 2020, alongside artist Tony uh, Danielle, whatever is Danielle. Is it? How do you spell the last name? I'm going to say Tony Daniel, uh, Danny Mickey and Danny Mickey, Danny Mickey and Tamu Mori. I don't know why I said those two other artists. I've never heard of them and I'm sure you haven't either. No. So they will continue to run the Batman book coinciding with a 12 issue series, Batman Catwoman, still written by Tom King at that point. And as you mentioned, right, Tinian has written batman books for a long time he yeah. wrote detective comics he's been on detective comics for some time now and but that book more or less centers around the ensemble the bat family yeah, yeah. and not about batman really doing bat solo adventures getting locked in a in a casket for a week and has to batman his right. way out of that casket that's right. a story i want to read is it i don't know Be, because i think they did that i'm sure Gra- they've i think done grant, that. i think grant morrison did that but it was like a chair yeah. where it's like they induced him to some weird sort of like coma state trying to like right. figure out his essence. It's just so weird when you try to elevate Batman to the God that he's been written to because like he's not a God. He's just a weird person. And it, it's like when the first time someone's like, oh, Spider-Man, how do you make him bigger? How do you make him a God? Right. There's there's totems. Totems. Yeah. And then. They're like, how do we make Batman a god? I don't know. Just put him through time. That's right. They send him back in time, and it's it's like he's like one of these these uh, foretold uh, pillars of existence. So he's weird. one of the four so founding weird. families of elements that were. It's, I know it got it's weird. so it got weird, weird that it's it starts at Bruce Wayne too. That's yeah. the thing. It's like Bruce Wayne. It's it's not Thomas Wayne. It's not before Thomas Wayne. It's no one else in the Wayne family. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's a shame almost that they can't 
seem to pass on the mantle. I, I wish God. they could, but Batman, similar to Spider-Man, always needs to be uh, Peter Parker or it, Bruce it, Wayne. They yeah, can't pass yeah. off the they, mantle. There's they, no, they, Angela, they there's give no it legacy. away. They give it away periodically. Yeah. And then there's always like, who is it going to be? What's going to happen? It's like, it doesn't matter how many people you come in. And it's the same thing with Wolverine. Yeah. It's these, it's these types of characters. They can't pass it on. Yeah. And then when someone takes on the mantle, they do it for a little bit. And then they're like, I have to be my own person. It's like, but you picked up that other person's legacy. Yeah. Because you're like, the world needs this ter- sort of person. That's what it always is. It's like the world always needs a Wolverine or a Batman year. or a right. Spider-Man for some fucking reason. Basically until the next movie comes out and like, yeah, we'd really kind of like Bruce Wayne back in the Batcowl right? in the comics just so it. people aren't confused. So if you could get him back well, in the Batcowl. That was probably the best run that um, Scott Snyder did was mm-hmm. when dick grayson was batman for a little bit he was travel. he was going through time oh okay he- okay i think i say tim Cor- um, uh, 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 officer gordon tim robbins no 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 no, no. i i didn't really jim care gordon. for it. no jim gordon, I, didn't, when he- I didn't care for that that was that was weird they made him like somehow younger and buffer but still like old and crotchety yeah they got weird. it was it was whatever i i just wanted to see a mustache on the outside of the batman sure. cowl because how else is you know that's jim gordon that's that's the only way you know. And the, there's a mustache on it. It's kind of metallic. And he can flip it around when he's happy. He <laughs> <laughs> can take it off and just like, you're like, you can use it. <sighs> yeah. He can stick it on things for later. And there's a whole marketing campaign that they never tapped us for to develop for them. But of course, you got James Tinian. And he is excited about taking over the character because he's never had a chance really to do a Batman solo film or a Batman Batman solo book. And that's what this is going to be. I think that's yeah. his focus of this one. Not so much centering around the family. So it's a change of pace. It's it's a little like, oh, yeah, James Tinian, he's been around for a while. He does good work, but he it's not enough to inspire a lot of like enthusiasm it doesn't promote a lot of enthusiasm yeah i i think i think it's gonna be a book that's gonna carry on for a little bit because again and then drop off and then they're gonna get like a superstar writer well, they, on. he has like he's uh writing justice league right. um he helps scott snyder uh, on justice league it? occasionally well no no it's also the justice league that cyborg's a part of oh, okay right right that gr- they had the green the odyssey yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, just like Gossie. He's doing that too. He's a good writer. He I is just, a good writer. And he he but he has so many fingers and so many pots right. that it's just he like he hasn't defined himself yet. I don't think he hasn't defined himself. I just think that because he's doing so many things that are that are good. Yeah. There's never been a time where someone's like, Oh, here he comes on to Batman. This right. is gonna be the greatest thing since, you know, whatever because you can never remember what book he's on because he's on all of them he, he he's on well it's also one of those times where like he writes consistently good yeah he's good and he's been kind of he's been the young padawan to scott snyder for so long that he's this is i think his first it's good that he's getting his first shot at the batman book but i, I think it comes at a time where he's this transitional uh, to to use a wrestling term, this transitional champion uh, Ooh, until they you. until they know who the next guy is going to be to hand it off to, right? Or unless so, you're Crispin Wah's son, then they're just going to hey, yell at hey, you. Hey, AEW has a point. I, bring in the man's son. I thought it was fine, but yeah. somewhat. But there was there was like I think it was the son, wrestling some sort talk. of son. Yeah. Well, it was like some sort of like son article, and they're just mm-hmm. like, what was it? it was like triple murder oh, yeah, son? I saw, I saw I the like, headline. Why? What, what's the headline for? Yeah. You're just being I a jerk. You're too, just trying to catch clicks. It's click bait you're yeah. a fucking jerk chris benoit's son for those people who aren't in the know chris benoit's son who is a uh who was a famed wrestler back in the 90s and 2000s who yeah. had one of the greatest met a 
tragic end. Uh, his son is now trying to get into wrestling. I, he has been wrestling, I assume. I don't know very much about his about his career thus far. He's relatively young, I can only assume, and he yeah. uh, is being signed by one of the larger promotions, All Elite Wrestling, which is uh, right now set to debut on national television. Isn't that TNT? Is, is, this, a, is this like a Monday Night Nitro? Yes. WCW? Oh! Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great because it's, it's going to be well, TNT versus like whatever Raw is going to be on. And it's going to be... Right, so I think it's going to be great. Just to fill it, just to fill you in, the way it works right now is um, AEW announced uh, several months back, they started their own, they started doing like these big events that they yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. these big super indie events where they were booking like these 12,000, 20,000 seat venues yeah, yeah. and they were selling them out and everyone's like, wow, wow. And they decided they're going to be their own wrestling company and they they got a big, a big backer as far as Tony Khan, who is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars to back them. And then they somehow got on TNT, which is really cool. Which is which is hilarious too, because this is this is one of those times for me where it's like right. no matter what happens, at some point everything comes back to one Wrestling very specific talk. point. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but everything goes back to one very specific point where it's just right. like you have WWE, who was WWF, who didn't have any competition on the air mm -hmm. whatsoever for and about then, fifteen years, and then one time out of nowhere especially to someone who is new to it. Oh, I'm glad so, that you're, okay. Are you talking about, you're, you're going to reference what happened a couple of years ago? Cause I was actually going to reference this. No, I was, I'm strictly talking about WCW coming out of nowhere oh, okay. in my life. Oh, when I was, when I was really Monday young, I thought you were talking about, I thought you were going to talk about the second Monday night. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's the second one? So there of course is the more much, 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 much more famous one. WCW, WWF, which WWF prevailed and WCW went out of business and they didn't help themselves. And then in 2000 and, 10 i believe if my math is correct tna uh, oh yeah tna yeah. impact wrestling started to pick up some steam a little bit of steam just a teeny bit just, just a, a teeny, teeny bit, bit of steam too. Let, on spike tv they're on a national they had two hours on spike tv in prime time and they are doing yeah. well not great no, but they had they had like a million viewers it was like wcw again you you had all your older wrestlers yeah. who could still like function pretty much doing older wrestlers and they were stuff. Doing, but they had a lot of newer guys as well aj styles, AJ styles right? samoa joe a lot of younger talent and that it wasn't a tire fire it was actually starting to garner some momentum and yeah, support yeah. and like you know what let's ruin it let's go ahead and switch from thursday nights where we're doing fine and go against this gargantuan publicly traded wwf or wwe uh in 2010 you can't do it and go head to head on monday night it will the, the tide will raise all boats, right? God, that so is bad. not what happened. It was so bad because I remember exactly when I was younger, it was, I, I would... People I were excited about it. I was super excited about it at, the, at that time. WWE, WWE just smashed them to bits. Yeah. But, and they were back on Thursday nights within three months. God, it was so bad. And now they're on like... The, some other like yeah they've moved around to net they've super, moved around networks every year it's so weird now they're on a new network access television they're yeah, moving yeah, yeah. to a new night but i digress so i was really excited about this monday night war thing with tna impact going head to head i'm like oh you know this will raise impact to you know i think competition is good yeah, yeah. and this will bring back a, a larger wrestling audience will be flipping back and forth and that's not what happened so i want to be enthusiastic about AEW moving to Wednesday nights on a major network and what WWE has done to con to counter them is they've taken NXT which currently does air on Wednesday nights but on the WWE network and they have decided they have brought them over to USA and they're going to air they're going to air back um head to head yeah 
AEW and NXT. And which sucks is that NXT is a very good show. I, a, I have never watched it, but I know all of their talent is a very younger. good show. Yeah. It, they're more athletic. They're more aggressive. I yeah. think, don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but NXT, do they have... Um, uh, wrestling talk. Wrestling talk. <laughs> He's... Um, oh, they have... Um, they have Pentagon Jr. Yeah, yeah, Pentagon Jr. And yeah. someone else who, who I can't Phoenix, remember. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that NXT? The Lucha Brothers, yeah. Oh, that's um, that's AEW. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I, I forgot. I lay, I loved Lucha Underground because it was so weird. Right. Um, it, it didn't matter if you watched the story or not. It was super telling there. But, like, it mm-hmm. was great because everything kind of mattered like and that's what AEW is trying to do is where everything right. every match actually matters they're not quite a number two they're the refreshing change of pace they're for a more mature audience and yeah. they have really up and com- good up and coming wrestlers and they have a good backer and like they have a chance to really start maybe being a number two wrestling promotion which um the north american scene has not had since wcw went out of business tna tna had an opportunity to and be they did a number two they were oh, i would say for a little while for about five weeks they were a number two you know what and the thing was is that it it was good because like you were kind of like oh i wonder what all these older wrestlers right. are doing who still want to wrestle and, and, and you got that. But then, like, they kept bringing in all the older yeah. wrestlers. They brought in Tommy Dreamer. They brought right. in Rhino. And they, they, they again, try to do that thing where you know you have a bunch of people who can, like, put on a good show but mm-hmm. can't bring it to that next level. Like, you don't have a good mic. They don't have the mic talent. They can, like... Take a they can right. take a chair to the head, but they can't work a microphone, and that's where it it you fall. You're not a Chris Jericho because you no matter how good of a fighter you are, if you can't work that mic, like Benoit, Benoit was great solely based on his his wrestling. Him and Malenko, right? Uh, they didn't make it to the like the top tier because they couldn't work the mic like Guerrero. That's right, and that's really what well, it came down right. to. But they got over on their wrestling, and then the steroids eventually took both in their lives in in different, slightly different ways. Except Dean Malenko, Dean Malenko is still, still working, alive. still working. <laughs> but yeah, it's very exciting. And uh, so this uh, this fall, of course, if you are a wrestling fan, and I, I apologize for di- digressing, and, and um, don't you ever apologize. Taking this we show did on this. a runaway train for such a long time that this fall, you know, they're you have SmackDown moving to Fox yeah. proper. You have AEW NXT moving to. USA it's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan and also a very exciting time to be a, a fan of superheroes in the comics and let's uh, quickly uh, wrap up uh, the rest of the topics that we wanted to cover really quick of course Joker is yeah, coming God. out okay be- this is the one we've been I think the top of- it's a big downer because you know right now we're celebrating the anniversary of Batman being alive, uh, being ex- alive. Batman being alive and <laughs> in the night's air and, and the bat signal and, and every yeah, town yeah, yeah. and every street yeah. corner and uh, what's to come in 2020 with this this comic book writer who has been kind of fledgling around different Batman books. Now he's finally getting his own book. So that, that's promising and hopeful yeah, and very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but the Joker and you know, I don't mean to take this away from the Joker movie, which is coming out this, this, uh, this big film with uh, Todd Phillips, who is directing it. Walking Phoenix, walking Phoenix, who is, is acting in it lost, and a number of other, he lost so much weight, lost a lot of weight. He, for he it. went very method. He now he looks very old now that he's doing the, the media, uh, trail now yeah. that he's I mean, on, you lose that much you lose that much weight he's full gray he, now that he's kind of doing the me, the media circuit to promote the film he looks very different than well it's also one of those things else. like has 
was he just dyeing his hair or I mean, yeah. he had to kind of dye his hair to begin with. So like, is that just what happens naturally when you dye your hair too much or for too long? We'll find know. out. We'll find on the sequel. Right. So it comes out uh, in about a, a week and a half. The first week of the 4th of October is when it, it premieres and already it's getting a lot of buzz. It's uh, set to right now projected to rake in between 80 and 100 million. I saw it as yeah. high as 100 million, but I'm now seeing something maybe closer to 280. But it's a rated R film, so either would be great. But with it comes a lot of controversy. People are afraid of the type of people who are really starting to to get behind this and might sympathize and empathize with this type of Joker character yeah. and the violence in this film. Well, it, it's it's a it's a thing that I don't think that anyone who was making the film at the time thought of. Right. But everyone else who saw it from an outside lens was like, wait a minute. That might be a problem. Uh, right. Let's talk about it. You it, have this social outcast who, I guess, through violence, raises a rebellion. Right. But again, what's really interesting is that none of the commentary, because it's, it's interesting commentary, it's good commentary, it's something that we should all pay attention to, mm-hmm. but realize that the movie hasn't come out. A lot of the people who haven't seen it are also the people who are just being like... Who are reacting to it. Well, it's not even even reacting to it. It's just like, let it be known. If this is a good movie, that's going to be great. But if this is a problematic movie, I warned you. And that's that's what a lot of it is. They want their cake and eat it. They want to have that cake too. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because never has there been one specific character out of all the characters that have ever come mm-hmm. out. Uh, like, especially like the very masculine characters who have always come out during, during the eighties, uh, Rambo predator, like all your Schwarzenegger, all your, all your Rockies, all your Rockies, yeah. all your uh, Rambo movies, Emilio Stallone's like there was never a time when everyone was like, this is going to cause a come up. Yeah. I can't think of a movie in the past where, so, which leads me the, the part of me that's like, like, well, kind of like, uh, just, well, is who, what's actually pulling the strings? Is this really a public art outcry or is this a, a, a media marketing push to kind of get this in the, in the mouths of people prior to build up the buzz prior to the movie? Cause this is really weird. Cause yeah, it's a violent film starring an iconic character, but we've had those before and there we hasn't have. been, we have, they're not going to, they're not going to apparently show this film in the Aurora, um, theater. Where Rightfully the, so. I think I, I got, yeah, I guess. And I, what do you mean you guess? If they've shown subsequent superhero films in that theater, I Yeah, assume, but there was never a film. Again, it was a film dealing with this specific character that that was about like... But the film where, where the shooting took place with the Aurora, uh, Colorado shooting, yeah. that, that was a film involving Bane. They had nothing to do with the Joker. I thought that was the Joker movie. No, that was Dark Knight Rises oh, look at you. was when the, the shooting took place. Well, so it had nothing to... The Joker wasn't even in that film. Um, perhaps the previous film, the dark Knight, the dark Knight film inspired, I don't know, but, and he did start to dress right I, now that I remember the yeah, shooter. Yeah, now it's coming the back to the more you talk about it. It's coming, starts, he d- had like green hair. hair. He started to like try to become, yeah, I don't know. It was so, a terrible, it was a terrible thing that happened. And it was one of those times where it's like, if this movie came out a mm-hmm. decade ago, 
no one would have said anything. No right. one would have allotted it. No one would have been like, watch out. The FBI wouldn't have told yeah, all its workers to be like, be safe. Yeah. Make sure you know the exits. Warner Brothers is putting out an official statement saying, you know, we gun violence in our society is a critical issue and we ex- extend the deepest th- sympathies to all our victims and yeah. families impacted by those tragedies and how much they, they give to organizations that are, um, that are fighting for, you know, these types of things and protecting people and gun violence and things like that and how much good they've done in the community. Um, it, I've never seen them put out a need to put out a public statement in this way. So it's it's weird that the, the direction that this film is taking. Well, it, it it's the direction of a film based upon the hysteria around it. And again, yeah. it's not as if the hysteria isn't founded. Uh, right. Again, it's a bunch of incels who are just like, we we deserve things. We weren't cor- we weren't treated correctly by the public. How mm-hmm. dare the public do this to us? So on and so forth. So again, like when it, it's a factual statement to say that white men, yeah, are now the largest group of home terrorists in America. That's a fact. Well, and to- I'm gonna be very. I'm much like a lot of other people. I'm gonna be watching this very closely. Yeah. And- this actually discourages me from going to see this film, a film that I'm excited about, going to see this film on opening weekend. Oh, in, no, in I packed, still want to see in it. In a packed theater um, filled with a lot of sweaty, disgusting guys who empathize with this character and well, who, yeah, who might become exactly, exactly. the so, type. So, so that's, a, that's another thing. So when it came, especially because the last Joker everyone saw, yeah. because no one was like, when Suicide Squad came out, no one was like, this is going to be the Joker that's going to lead yeah, to mass right. hysteria. And yeah, no one was putting this effort Jared Leto, huh? These no, statements. no. Jared Leto's like, I didn't do well, but guess who's not getting blamed for yeah. mass murder? Um, I definitely think that this is kind of one of those times where if you take the Joker out of this movie and you mm-hmm. replace it with anyone else there might be less controversy around it or right. it just might be now this is the every man. The, well, the Joker is such an iconic character. I think it's just the perfect storm of an influential character that people are already gravi- naturally gravitating to. Right. And this, the style of this film, which I think it's, it's well, it's well shot. Yeah. And it's, I think it, it's, it's, it's well done and year. its message is very, um, obvious and so i this kind of is is putting me off and made me see this film on opening weekend because i can just kind of see the the makeup of these audiences that's the worst thing because the people who love the joker who are like i want to be in the joker it's like you're missing the message you're the same group of people who are like harley quinn and the joker have the best relationship of all time it's like you're missing the message you're missing the point you you see it for what it, it, you're told to see it as you see it as like, oh, this is a relationship. Isn't it fun that someone's like emotionally abused, both like also physically abused and Isn't it fun? abused just on so many other levels. And you're just like, no, they're not. They're just a happy couple. It's like, no, that where's they're where's not. our Joker day. Batman gets a Joker. Batman gets a Batman day. Where's Joker's Batman day? Right. So I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, and st- so we're, we'll keep a, a close eye on, on how this story develops and how Joker <sighs> ultimately just... does in the theater. So we'll keep a close eye on that. And obviously talk about that in, in great detail yeah. as it, we get closer and after the film comes out. Yeah. But moving on in the Batman vein, Jonah Hill 
is right now rumored to be attached to the upcoming Batman film. Yeah, uh, the Matt Reeves one. The Matt Reeves. Robert Pattinson is, is of course, been cast already. And people are, are naturally like, oh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be the penguin because of his stature, because of his size. Well, he, what he's, you, that's he's too gotten, obvious. He's right? gotten bigger and skinnier. Like if you look at Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. he gained a little weight, but he was also in another movie where he lost weight. Like right. when he was directing, what was it, 90s Kid or something? The the movie based in the 90s. He was a thin dude. Right. Uh, he was thin in War Dogs and other movies. Like he, his weight kind of fluctuates a little bit, not as heavily as a Christian Bale where he like becomes Dick Cheney and like wears that weight. Right, but he could, you're saying he could really be anyone. It does, he he doesn't just have to be, uh, he doesn't just have to be the Penguin. There's a no. number of characters. I think he, my running favorite for who he could be if he is going to be in the film yeah. is going to be Detective Bullock maybe I don't even think he's going to be a villain I think he's just going to be like the the Gotham detective yeah. that you see in the show Gotham that that would be fine Um, he could also be a Falcone a Fal- yeah right, if, right, if this right. was like more of like a year one sort of dealie mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. just like I'm I'm Falcone whatever I'm Falcone's kid or however that works so he just kind of like is a crime boss or he could be the Riddler for all that People it matters he could be on rumored that he's going to be the Riddler I I have a hard time seeing it, but you know, it, it could be a very different take on I, the Riddler. Or, I don't think they're going to. I think be, he's, yeah, he's too much a, of a mismatch. I think with the yeah. Riddler. Well, I don't think they're going to do like a, a character like Two Face or Mister Freeze or any of those characters that take like a lot of effort to like believe. Right. Like, because with Mister Freeze, you have to you have to jump pretty heavily to be like, yeah, it's a man who's survives by being in an ice suit. Or sure. here's a burden. I can see Mr. Freeze. I, th- I think Mr. Freeze would be good. I not. I think one of the iconic uh, Riddler or Two Face. I, I would stay away from in the first one at least, and maybe do. He's Razel Ghoul. Slightly that's more who he obscure. Is. We'll see. That should be interesting to see. I don't even know if he's actually going to ultimately get cast, but he, that's interesting to speculate about. Jonah Hill is a notable actor, and he's probably just going to end up as Detective Bullock at the end of the day, or a Falcone, as you as you mentioned. Yeah. And Hulu is a network that we're both familiar with. I have, you have, everyone has. And they were going to start running Ghost Rider yeah. on, on their network soon. And Hellstrom, a, a companion series to go along with it, and kind of take uh, a number of different Marvel properties and start building their own little stable of Marvel properties over at Hulu. Because they have somewhat of a partnership with Disney with having the package deal with if you get Disney Plus you get Hulu so they have some type of an arrangement right now but I guess they're doing a hard pass and the idea was that they were going to continue the Gabriel Luna um, led series that carried over from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and continue with that version of the Ghost Rider and it seems like they're going to be doing a hard pass which is disappointing what do you think I I mean I so I want to start off with, I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or got into it. Right. Like, it was never a thing that I got into, never a thing I cared about. I'm a little disappointed because it is, as a Ghost Rider, like a Hispanic-led Ghost Rider, so that would be good for visibility. Yeah. But also, like, I, I don't know why they passed on it. I mean, it, it, right. maybe it's moving to Disney+. Plus. Right, maybe, right. Maybe they're There's just another home. They have a lot of, you know, Disney has a lot of. Uh, they they are a large umbrella. They have a lot of networks where maybe yeah. they saw a better home for this. I, you know, we were talking before the show. I think if you could get one of these, if you could farm out one of these uh, these lesser known characters on another service that you don't own, and they give you a little money 
for yeah. for rights. I think that's that's a that's a, a, a real positive for Disney. So the idea that I wonder if this is more so just Hulu like and you want a Marvel property. So I can't imagine that Hulu's passing on it. I don't know if this is maybe Disney kind of getting cold feet. And you don't you, you wonder be, what this is. It could be. I I mean, it also could be just that like Disney's like we want to hold off on it, see right. how our network does, and then bring it to us. We mm-hmm. because even though we own Hulu now, we want to keep all of our Marvel stuff at Disney. We don't want to like have like because you know they yanked all the dare all the all the Netflix stuff. Um, I don't see why they have any reason to put it on Hulu. Like, what's what's the point? Right. If, because the Hulu is a part of Disney Plus, mm-hmm. so what's the point of like having Marvel stuff on Hulu and Disney Does at the Disney same time? Own Hulu? Yeah, they own. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. All right, so actually, they're not getting any kickback from no, no, Hulu. no. Well, because Disney owns Fox now, so Disney owns The Simpsons. They own Hulu. Yeah, okay. I think they own Yahoo. Yeah, maybe I could be wrong on that. It's too much. But now I'm also seeing reports that it might still be on track but obviously there's some uncertainty so with this character i'm being on hulu or where ghost rider might end up he's he's got a fast ride he can end up anywhere he damn well pleases and nicholas cage if you if it's a two rider he can jump on the back and we'll see <laughs> well this ghost rider drives up. a car so it's a hell which car. one's which so are you more in favor of the car or the the motorcycle i mean for this joke the the motorcycle with like a little sidecar yeah with um, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I'm also really, really or curious. Or some dude who, who, it is Nicholas Cage, but he never takes out the helmet and he doesn't have any lines. That's, <laughs> he's, he's, al- he's always in the side nods. My real question he is, he nods sometimes like when someone, hey, who's that? Gives him a little nod. Uh, my real question is, where am I going to see the David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury film? Ah. Is that, is that going to be on Disney Plus anytime soon? That's on Disney the, Plus? Come on, give it to me. The crazy version that Marvel is building of the Crisis and Infinite Earths event with all their lesser known properties, uh, their CW version of their their big. Did you just say Marvel CW? Marvel CW Infinite Earths version where they they just mash all their yeah. lesser known guys together yeah. uh, to make some sparks. So yeah, we'll see. They bring back all the Crisis, all the um, the multiverse versions of characters as <laughs> CW is doing right now because you have <laughs> Tom Welling uh, transitions nicely, um, who is who played the Superboy character character on smallville was it super was that superboy that's a good question because 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 depending on which time was he always superman i mean he 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 was a boy at the time he He grew up into super he would have grown up into superman but But i I suppose right in order to be a superboy there has to already be a superman is that true so maybe this is a chicken and this is a chicken and egg story here champ maybe that's something they're going to get into in this crisis and infinite earths events which again comes out this fall and tom welling who played superman or superboy yet to be decided on smallville he is now um being he's been uh reported to now be part of this and you wonder if the lex luther uh, his counterpart is going to be uh, in this in some form as well. You have a he's lot not. of characters. Okay, he, he's actually there's not. been reports that he is not. Yeah, but if you got the one super, day ago, Tom Welling coming in, why? You've already got a lot of characters. So many characters. So many characters. This is going to be you got old Bruce Wayne. This is going to be awesome. I'm very excited. This is the only one I actually care about. Crisis because, on Infinite Earths is like my was like the comic book event that got me into comics. Do you think? Do you think they're gonna start off with Superboy? prime yeah punching through the universe because just i don't know just that one fact is so bananas and they're just right. like we're ending this show who cares anymore spend it all and so it sort of feels like i wonder if there is a a next chapter following this if this is kind of a cleaning up of everything they have yeah. to 
continue with a real plan of continuing forward with something a little more cleaned up, a little bit uh, more focused and more new, so they can continue this. As opposed to this, I wonder if this is a tidying up thing or if this is a going out with a bang. Well, the real question is, how many Earths are they going to do? Because you have fifty-two. Fifty-two. Well, you have uh, your Smallville. You mm-hmm. have your Superman Returns. Um, what other Superman are coming through? There, you could do is well, Infinite Earths. Sean Brandon, I think you've answered your own question. Uh, you now, got me. Or answered it for you. you got it's, me. I'm, I'm really excited about this event. I know it's a CW show, but, you know, they've done some quality superhero shows. They're in like CW. Jimmy T over at yeah. Batman. They're just doing consistently good. They do they're, consistently they're not doing great. They're yeah. not doing poor. They're just like, they're pumping them out. They're, making, like, they're keeping you interested. They're keeping you interested. But like, if you miss an issue, mm-hmm. you're not like, oh, golly. You're just like, okay. I'm psyched. I'm, I'm pretty psyched about this. So we'll we'll see how this uh, how this plays out. Who else gets confirmed to join this big uh, big CW crossover event for this fall? A lot of things coming our way. And the last thing I will leave us with here, Sean Brennan, is these little Easter eggs that have come along with Spider Man Far From Home. My I saw a Easter Spider eggs. Spider Ham uh, Easter egg where he did like a four minute short where it's like Spider Ham finds a hot dog. And like, it's, it's really good. It's really good. And also J Jonah Jameson has his truth network. Like there's like a minute long thing where he, they do like a thing. I don't know if there's more of it on the Blu-ray. I hope so. I I hope it's, I hope that actually becomes a running thing. Or its own website. Let me see if the, is the website. It's a real website. Daily, is it dailybugle.net? Yeah. They couldn't get .com, huh? No, they couldn't. Or .org. Or any, Um, yeah. So what Sony did is they brought JJJ uh, back from the dead. They got, um, mm-hmm. you know, the original actor who played him in the first. Was he in the was he in the not the Tobey Maguire? Who was after Tobey Maguire? I forget his name. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Was he in that one? No. OK, so they brought not. him back all the way from the beginning. J.K. Simmons is back in the seat. Not with a Hitler stash. He kind of has like a full mustache because you, you wonder gotta, how much of a role he's going to have. You if you go to Daily Bugle, did I spell Bugle right? Did you <laughs> Did you spell Bugle right? Daily Bugle dot is spelled B-U-G-L-E yeah. dot net. Yeah. Daily, D-A-I-L-Y. Is it not coming up for you? B-U-G-L-E. Maybe. Who knows? Dot net. Is that, did I spell Bugle right? B-U-G-L-E. I think so. It I, goes to like a really weird website. That yeah. Is not, well, it's, that Sony, is not it's Sony's website. So what you have is J.K. Simmons reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson. And he has a very Alex Jones type of setup. He has a, a desk that's much too short for him. He has a microphone just kind of all the way out to the corner. Because that's how you, that's how, yeah, that's how you pick up behind him. It's great because if J. Jonah Jameson was a real character, right, this would be him. If he was someone who didn't have like a true paper if he was an elderly man who just started up right now he would be alex jones spider-man would be his thing and he would also be talking about thor he would be talking about tony stark how tony stark mm-hmm. has billions of dollars and is putting it in his technology to steal your security That's and then right. he would try to sell you pills J. jordan jason would try to t- sell you pills hair restoring hair restoring pills oh, that he's taking he's the, this is the before <laughs> this is the before <laughs> because if you if you watch the or clip, the after he was balding he was starting to it was starting to recede the, a little, little bit little and he was he was starting to recede a little bit yeah and he started taking the supplements the pills he's like oh this is my before i'm gonna have a lush thing of hair and it all fell out this is it's the just, after it, it's the one thing that they never talk about it's like you never bring that up in the show that's right damn it mother 
You so he ended up losing all his hair because he was trying to, uh, to try to get these these supplements yeah. in the uh, the mouths of his of his listeners viewers. The truth, the truth pills, the truth pills is what they called him. So yeah. uh, we'll see if he um, if he reemerges in the future of Spider Man. Who's going to reemerge? Who knows? The Spider Man, oh, Spider Man three future is uh, certainly up in the air right now. Tom Holland is still on board, so at least we have that to hold on for to. now. As as what was it? Monk Night Monkey, yes. Monkey Night. He is our one floating piece of wood out there in the Atlantic after the Titanic is sunk. And we're just trying to hold on. As long as MJ is, doesn't take up the entire board. That's right. We're Tom Holland can holding still... on to Tom Holland. No, Tom Holland is aboard. Oh, Tom's We're aboard. holding on to him <laughs> until help arrives. Okay. So there's, that's happening. So lots going on, clearly. And uh, there's, there's a lot that will continue to happen. And yeah. we have been your super friends. And hopefully we have educated you a little bit over the course of this last hour. Uh, we have been glad to do so. We are excited about seeing Joker in a theater. Hopefully we are able to do that. I have anxiety about it. So we'll see what happens in the next episode of Super Friends Super Show. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to make it? No, I don't know. I'm going to have to go and like, I'm going to see a, like a matinee. I like two. At, you go at two in the afternoon. There's gonna all of them are gonna be there though. That's the thing. It's they not don't gonna be. Work. At, it's they not don't be, work. No, no. It's gonna. Be, it's not gonna be at the midnight one. It's gonna be at the one in the two. At two in the afternoon because one they don't work like you said. Yeah. And two they're just like, they turned me away at the midnight premiere. <laughs> they thought I couldn't see it. I'll show them. And then they all go like with a bunch of old uh, people and you and just you. They all get center seats and you're right in the middle of them all. I will give you a on-the-scene report. I uh, expect that in a Super Friends, a future episode of Super Friends Super Show. I've been Sean Dwyer at SeanDwyer.com. So you can find me on Twitter at Sean Sand Sugar. So you can find Sean Sean Brennan right. on 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 Twitter and at New Super Podcasts. Where you can find the podcast on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes and the the regulars and give us a like and a rating. That always helps. And look for us next episode. Sean Brennan. Last thoughts, comments puzzles that you are taking out of the box and laying across the table flipping over the pieces so you can see the the pictures side oh yeah it says there's no need for a, a matrix four all right thank you and thank and thank you you know who you are 